0: Our first lesson comes from the Old Testament book of Jonah, the third chapter. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a 3 days' walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going about a day's walk. He cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them. And he did not do it. This morning, I want to introduce our preacher today, Abby Cross. Um, We are very grateful that Abby is with us this morning and agreed to preach for us um, since we had the church leadership retreat on Friday night and Saturday, and it allowed us to focus on that. So welcome, Abby. Thank you.
1: Second lesson comes from the book of Mark, the first chapter. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee and immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in the boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. So Jonah seemed to have a problem with God. Jonah was a prophet, but he was a reluctant one. At the beginning of our first lesson, we hear that this is God's second attempt to get through to Jonah. And if you know the story of Jonah being swallowed by the big fish, you might remember that he ended up there because he was trying to escape, he was trying to escape from God's instructions, some prophet. But during that fish incident, Jonah promised God that he would do whatever God asked. So here we are in our first lesson, Jonah is ready to obey God's instructions to go tell Nineveh that the city will be overturned. The people of Nineveh respond immediately, even before Jonah gets all the way across the city. They demonstrate that they have heard and understand God's message. They show God that they are ready and willing to change. In that way, the city is overturned, as in it's turned over a new leaf, like we might say. The prophecy has come true, but not in the way Jonah expected. In fact, the very next line after our lesson is over, the next verse says, but Jonah thought that this... God's forgiveness was utterly wrong, and he became angry. Jonah seems to have been hoping for God's wrath to rain down, so he's disappointed and embarrassed that his prophecy fell flat. So what's our takeaway from this story with Jonah? We see in this passage a contrast of passive hearing and active listening. The people of Nineveh, They hear a very brief prophecy, but they listen with their whole hearts. They understand that it is an invitation into a better relationship with God. They openly accept that invitation. Jonah, on the other hand, he hears God's instructions and carries them out, but he misses the point. He doesn't hear the message as an invitation to the people of Nineveh. And he definitely doesn't notice that God is also inviting him into a better relationship, both with God and with his fellow humans. In this next chapter of the book of Jonah, Jonah is so disappointed that God doesn't, doesn't punish the people of Nineveh that he says, at this point, Lord, you may as well take my life from me because it would be better for me to die than to live. He is so attached to the idea that Nineveh deserves punishment, that he can't hear the bigger message, that everyone can have a second chance, and that it's never too late for better relationships. So yes, Jonah heard and answered God's call, but he wasn't really listening. In our second lesson, Simon, Andrew, James, and John also get an invitation Drop everything and follow me, Jesus says. And despite the risks of abandoning a life that they know and entering into the great unknown, they follow Jesus with no hesitation. Now throughout the Gospels, the disciples are often portrayed as sort of doofuses who uh, are often confused or misunderstanding what Jesus is telling them. And in this way, we, as readers, get to learn from their mistakes. And it always makes me think of the classic Berenstain Bears book that I had when I was little called The Bike Lesson. And Papa Bear, in this book, is teaching his son to ride a bike, but he makes every possible mistake. He runs the bike into trees. He runs over a beehive. He's constantly being bruised and bandaged. And after each incident, he says to his son, this is what you should not do. Let this be a lesson to you. But here with the disciples, at the very beginning of their discipleship, they get it right. And to react so promptly and drastically to Jesus' words, they must not have just heard it with their ears, They must have felt the call resonate within themselves. They listened very deeply to those cryptic words, I will make you fish for people. And they heard that it was an invitation to a new life, a new relationship with life, with God, with each other, with the world. And they jumped on it. Who knows why they were so perceptive, maybe? It was because the political climate was hotting up, John the Baptist had just been arrested. Maybe they were on high alert for the next sign of what was coming. But we do know that they heard Jesus with open hearts and felt, and their feet were ready to move. The moral of the story might be, don't be a Jonah, be a disciple when it comes to listening. The disciples were listening beyond those words they heard Their hearts were tuned to be receptive. Their minds and feet were ready to receive and generously respond to the invitation, no matter how simple or cryptic it was. But are we being unfair to Jonah? Why didn't God just tune his heart better? (laughs) Or why didn't God just speak more clearly in words that Jonah would understand? And perhaps that line of questioning really comes down to us here today. Am I going to know how to listen deeply when God calls? Am I as good a listener as I think I am? And what does tune your heart mean? Well, to me, tuning my heart means to listen deeply beyond the words being said, while making space in my heart and mind to receive whatever wisdom is being offered. I, personally, am a confirmed impatient person and divergent thinker, so this kind of listening does not come naturally to me, and I think that's the case for a lot of people. It's not what we are born knowing how to do. But I will say that I have really enjoyed and benefited from trying to do this better. One of the techniques that I have learned from the mindfulness community at my workplace is something called the 50-50 practice, and here's how it works. During a conversation with somebody about anything at all, you work on maintaining a patient awareness of what's going on in your body and your thoughts and your emotions, all while listening to what the other person is saying and while you're responding. Personally, I think this is not a good name for the practice because it suggests you're only offering half your attention, which is not the case. And on the face of it, it may sound like the worst kind of multitasking. But if you ever try this out, you'll find that you are actually listening better and more deeply than you usually do. And it's probably because you've set an intention to listen, and you've aligned all of yourself in that effort, not just your ears, but also your whole body and your mind. So a better name for this practice might be the heart tuning practice. And it does take practice, but it pays off in a more authentic experience for both the listener and the speaker. We also practice this kind of uh, open-hearted, wholehearted openness in centering prayer, where we simply rest in stillness, sitting intentionally, patiently aware of God's presence. And thereby we tune our hearts to say yes when the invitation comes. There's no expectation to actually hear God speak during centering prayer. It's merely the time when we do maintenance on our internal receptors. It's one way to tune our hearts to help us recognize God's call in whatever form it may be in when we stumble upon it in our busy, noisy, everyday lives. And another way to tune our hearts is to practice deep listening on the people around us. Ample opportunities. According to the book Conscious Men by John Gray and Arjuna Ardog, deep listening can be defined as hearing every dimension of the other person, both what is said as well as what is implied. It means hearing the words and emotions underneath them and to hear the general disposition and mood of the person. To hear all of it. Peace activist and Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh says that deep listening nourishes both the speaker and the listener. He writes, when communication is cut off, we all suffer. When no one listens to us or understands us, we become like a bomb ready to explode. And when we listen without judging or reacting, with our whole being, we can diffuse a lot of bombs. So this week, I invite you to do a listening self-inventory, kind of like the examine practice we did a few weeks ago with Chip and Tammy. Think about your recent conversations. While someone else is speaking to you, how often are you only passively listening because you're trying to think of what points you're going to say when it's your turn to speak. Are you an interrupter? Who are the people you find hardest to listen deeply to? And what's in, the, in your way from listening deeply to them? What messages might you be missing out on when you focus just on the words and not on the whole context, the body language, the emotions, the demeanor, and so on? With listening ears and open hearts and feet ready to move, we are well-equipped, just like the disciples, to receive and respond to the invitation to a deeper connection with life in whatever package it comes in. After all, anybody might be a prophet in disguise. Thanks for listening. Amen.